Hello. Introduce us, Jake. My name is Jake. That below me is Grayson. Uh, he's only below me on the overlay and not in real life. Um, okay. <laughs> Thank you, Master, for acknowledging me as your equal. <laughs> You're welcome. <sighs> All right. So, do you know the episode today that we're going to be talking about was called uh, The Death of Vibe? How do you feel about that as a title choice? Uh, 10 out of 10 clickbait, but like good clickbait. Yeah, it's the kind that like actually gets you interested and actually pertains to what the episode's about. I mean, listen, the whole time I was listening slash watching to the episode, I was waiting for Vibe to die. Yeah. And we'll get into that a little bit later. Mm-hmm. Uh, How did you feel about the, the name as well? I I think, yeah, I think it's a good one. I think that it... It it pertained well, and I think that it wasn't a lie, so that's good. Yeah, that's true. It it all came back together. How'd you feel about the first scene that we open up in? Because I really loved it. Yeah, it's good. It's a it's a really nice shot of Star Labs being converted into a Flash Museum, um, mm-hmm. which is uh, I saw on Reddit a post uh, comparing this Flash Museum to the one we saw in like season one. Um, okay, that like Easter egg one. Do you remember that? Yes, I do. It was in the the Flash uh, traveling back in time kind of situation. Yeah. Mm. Um, And the statue looks actually kind of similar, which is interesting. Um, But it's a completely different building. It's not Star Labs or anything. It kind of looked like a courthouse, actually. Yeah, it was like big Greek columns and things like that. Yeah, exactly. But now it looks like Star Labs has become... The new Flash Museum, and they can do that because time travel has ripple effects. Yeah, yeah. So uh, we look inside the museum, and we see all these costumes. Yep, and um, we also get a whole bunch of Easter eggs in that uh, in that scene. Like, there's the Savitar suit back there. There's the reverse flash suit right there. I'm sure there was tons more, like, impossible uh, to notice all of them. Is that Godspeed back there? I'm certain that it's not. (laughs) But maybe. But I can dream. Yeah. Do you see anything that really stuck out to you in there? Just the hollow villain's DeVos chair. And there looks like there's a suit next to it. I don't remember. But I do remember... Uh, Zoom and Jay Garrick's fucking helmet from season two. That was oh, pretty that cool. was there too? Yeah. So does that mean it's safe to assume? Well, I mean, of course, Jay Garrick would be dead by then, I guess. I don't know. So That is interesting. Yeah. Somebody must have not taken up the Well, it was, it was Jay Garrick's helmet when he was like captured by, uh, by Zoom is the one that I meant. Yeah, I know. Okay, cool. S- same helmet. No, like the one that he was wearing in the cage with like where it was his whole face. Oh, the whole metal mask. Yeah, that one. Oh, Helmet was neat. wrong choice of words, I suppose. <laughs> so then this says it's the Hall of Villains. Yes, it's a villain item. I suppose. Mm-hmm. All of these are like villain items. Mm-hmm. And there's things that we just won't know about. I wonder if the cold gun was in there and I just didn't notice it. I saw a gun of some sort. I don't. Uh, it was hard to pick out everything. It was a huge, sprawling scene of Easter eggs, which I'm mm. sure will be picked apart by Reddit or something. We'll just have to go back and check it out next time. That's the end of the podcast, everybody. Thanks for coming out. <laughs> don't don't you bait people like that. Come on. Oh my goodness. Um, so we find out that this girl that walks into the Hall of Villains is Nora. Yes. Yes, she's and narrating. She, yes, she is narrating. You can see by your subtitles. Yes. Um, and she looks at this Cicada newspaper, which is mysterious, because they never find mm-hmm. out, apparently, which is a big part of why he's so spooky. Mm-hmm. He's a mystery. How do you feel about that decision? That he was never caught? Yeah. Well... It's just nice that they don't have another Savitar situation where it's, let's go into the future and find out who the bad guy is, because we can do that. Yeah, that's reasonable. We can can cheat all the time. 
I really like that they've gotten rid of the Star Lab satellite, which gave them the powers of God. Me too. I think that's a great uh, story decision. And I think that eliminating them being able to go forward in time for all of their answers is also really nice. Mm-hmm. Yep. It uh, eliminates a lot of the easy way outs for them. Mm-hmm. And almost immediately after, we have her narrate like Cicada and the fact that he's a mystery even to her, so it's extremely scary. Mm-hmm. There's this call, a police call, and we switch scenes over to this robbery. Yeah, this was like the only um, B villain, I guess, of the episode. It was a really Cicada-focused mm-hmm. episode. Uh, but Ralph yeah. just comes in and quickly dispatches the guy, which was yeah. nice to see. I like seeing Ralph do his own thing. It was definitely nice. And I thought Ralph was going to be gone for the whole episode at that point. <laughs> it's like, oh, I'm getting I'm getting a call, guys. I'm going to go handle some business. And I turned to my brother who I was watching the episode with and i said he they better not be cycling ralph out this better not be him being like less screen time and then he's dead yikes normally it's more screen time and then they kill the character off because then you start to care more but i I understand that uh plight i was just afraid because he's my favorite character he's a good one um he's very uh charming for sure yeah and funny yeah. In like a silly way. Yeah, exactly. Especially when he bloats up and he's like, oh, oh no, don't don't look at me. <laughs> Please get my good side. Yeah. Uh, but then Whoa. we get an introduction to, or a reintroduction, I should say, to uh, German Herwells. German Herwells? Yes. How do you feel about Mr. German Wells? Uh, I mean, I don't personally care about him very much. Mm-hmm. I just think he's there. Maybe he'll be a villain later on because he's reappearing. Ooh, Um, Ooh, that'd be cool. (laughs) I like that. (laughs) Well, anybody that reappears has the chance to be a villain. so Mm -hmm. Or a hero, but I don't think he'll be a hero. Probably not. Um, So far, it seems like he's the head of the Council of Wells that exists somehow. Yep. And then he connects us to our new Wells of the season. Yeah. Who, I have to say, I'm not really that excited for. <laughs> I liked his introduction. It was it was a good time. He swaggers on in through the portal. He looks really good. I love the uh, the facial hair. It's a big selling yeah. point for me. What is it? Um, Sh- Wells Sherlock? Sherlock? Yeah, Wells Sherlock. Um, Harrison Sherlock Wells was his full name, which is hilarious. Uh, I don't understand the French thing. It's like not Sherlockian, but it is, and it's it's interesting. As a uh, as a Sherlock fan, I, I liked it. It was a cool aspect. Mm-hmm. And, and then we both got pictures of him looking super dapper. Yeah, and then uh, Cisco literally calls him Cumberbatch, and I'm like, yeah, Cisco, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Feed into the meme, Cisco. Tap yes. into the dark side. <laughs> But that's his whole vibe, pun intended. I don't know. He feels he feels weird. He's totally another screw up Wells where we just have this version of Wells who's not as smart as he comes off to be. But then also more on that later on. I, I think he is as smart as he comes off to be. I just think he's a little bit lazy, too, which is fair. Um, uh, so he got used to the simple answer. Yeah, I think so. And we have this whole interaction between him and Ralph. Yeah, they're they're having like a dick measuring contest, pun intended, because they're PIs. Um, yeah, and he makes a, a sick joke about being on a shitty case that didn't really matter. Yeah, and pretty much saying Ralph is not a very good detective, or at least he doesn't compare. Yeah. Oh, when and they actually said when they actually said meme, I was like, "Oh, they're they're hip with the kids, man." Hell oh, yeah. when did they say meme? I missed that. Go go to the, go to the next slide there. Okay, and it turned into a meme. Yeah, and it's 
that it's such a meme. <laughs> like, that's such an attempt at making this a meme. <laughs> when you're going for fearless but end up seedless? Yes. I could actually see meme potential in this still, in that you could replace that image with an actual meme. And, like, there's potential. I see it. Meme economy. You know what this, to do. This meme that they're going for, if it ever worked, it's, like, 10 years ago memes. Yeah, absolutely. This is a 2012 meme right here. Yep. <sighs> okay. Uh, feels bad. So yeah. I got this next shot. Yep. And your shot is better because there's no Netflix overlay on it. Um, but we... We were going for the same vibe. It's that Caitlin goes and approaches her mother with Ralph after Big Deal Investigator takes the team to the... Not the scene. He doesn't take them to the forest then, does he? Or not the forest, to the guy they think is Cicada. Mm, I don't remember. It's not very relevant. He goes off to, I don't know, do detective things with the team and leaves Ralph behind with Caitlin. Yes. Caitlin comforts Ralph. And they go to talk to Caitlin's mom about her father. Yes. Yes. It so was is... quite the mm. uh, conversation. Basically, her mom just lied to her. Um, Dude, her mom's such a bitch. Yeah, for sure. That's been uh, been a, a reoccurring event over the, like... the show. Why, though? I don't get it. I'm sure it will be made uh, a little more clear, I think. Later on. I'm sure she's going to be recurring at this point because Caitlin's story is so important. Yeah, she'll probably come back another two episodes or so. Yeah, that whole story has been riding shotgun to the Cicada stuff so far. It's just he's not Cicada. No, I don't think so. worried about. But what does Cicada have to do? What does he have to do with Caitlin? All we know is that Caitlin was a meta... Before Meta's happened. Mm -hmm. And that's because of her father, is what I'm thinking. Probably. Probably made one of her imaginary elements, and it made her uh, frost. We also know that this season is having a little bit of a a change in how they tell story. So, like, the past seasons have been an entire arc that goes over the entire season. And they're taking some some Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., inspiration with pods so it should be like cicada is first arc and then probably caitlin's father will become more relevant after he's dealt with it's like a smaller but still overarching thing yeah i think that's how they're doing it that feels like how cicada's been going like his conflicts with the team have been very upfront yeah they've been really fast so i don't imagine him sticking around all season I dig it, because so far I haven't felt like it's been a lot of filler. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's and a good way to nice. eliminate that. Everything feels like it's kind of, at least a little bit each time, is adding to the story. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. But what I, I have a theory, and I think Killer Frost is going to defeat Cicada. Or just Caitlyn in general. I, I really want some like MMA training style scenes with Barry. That'd be super fun. I really want that, but I don't think Caitlyn's powers are actually going to be derivative from the dark matter. That's potential. Interesting. So that's that's how I see this going, and he's going to try to take her powers. And clearly, Cicada has some powers, as we see later on. But Yeah. I think that's how the fight's going to go, and it's going to be a big conflict. Just mark my words. I wanted to get that out there. All right. The VOD is saved. It's on the record. Mm -hmm. Um, But then we go, we cut back to uh, Sherlock and the team. And Sherlock is like, I've got, I've got this. The man you're looking for is David Hirsch. And uh, he's very confident with his abilities. Mm -hmm. very very certain yes and they go and try to catch him yes he's like oh I know who it is it's David Hirsch and he's in this location because of X Y and Z easy peasy I'm the best that's Harrison and then the flash and XS decide to head out 
and apprehend this villain. <laughs> and they get to this barn type thing, I think. Mm-hmm. And uh, Sherlock's giving them like plays. He's like, "Oh, there's gonna be a there's gonna be an explosive in there or a trap. I'm sure of it. I have deduced." And they go in, and sure enough, there is. And Excess sort of jumps the gun and is like, "I got this." That's but it's a decoy. Yeah, but that's sort of like a character flaw of hers that that is repeated throughout these first couple of episodes is that she's really over eager. Hmm. It's starting to annoy me just a little bit, but I don't think it's I don't think it's crossed a line yet. Mm-hmm. But I think it could. So I think they need to start showing more of her progression versus her naivety. I, th- I think it's going to be important, but we'll get there. Um, but yeah, it's a decoy and they fly out the freaking window because there's a bunch more bombs and then they chase it down this guy who could be cicada at this point question mark uh, i don't think he is <laughs> i it is confirmed that he's not later on um but they don't know that so they're like hey let's let's beat him up so and, they apprehend him like super easy yes take him out we got this nice pick of barry standing there in his suit and an even nicer other half of that same pick <laughs> of nora standing there in her suit <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Very suits appear. <clears throat> but uh, then Cicada shows up in like the exact next scene and he's like at Joe's. So House, yeah. I guess it wasn't him. And if you notice, uh, every single scene so far that uh, Joe's actor has been in, he's been sitting down in every single one. Oh, shoot. Is that has that been commented on? Not yet. I'm actually really worried he's like injured or something. Cancer. I that's a jump, but I don't know. Hopefully it's nothing serious because he's a great actor. Oh, you're thinking it's about the actor. Yes. I think it's an actor no. issue. I'm totally thinking that if he's sitting down in every scene, then I think they're gonna kill off the character. That <laughs> I don't think so. That's a stretch. We'll have to see. I mean, I hope he's okay. He's clearly not, like, too old of a guy. Mm-hmm. I mean, if the actor's having poor health, that's a whole other story, but I don't know. I feel like if he's sitting in every scene, they're probably going to play up, like, I didn't want to tell you guys, uh, but you can't lie to family. I know, I just did it to protect you. I don't I don't I think that's where it's going. It's more it's like... very soap opera you though. It is, but I don't, I don't see that happening. It's more like a... Like even in universe, they can explain it with Joe taking on this mentorship, fatherly role more so than he has in the past, which is still a lot. Um, but mm-hmm. it it is like some symbolism for that whole relationship. I really like Joe now than Joe season one. That's for sure. I don't really remember what Joe's like in season one. He just like gets pissed off at Barry a lot for being obsessed with uh, his parents' murder. I see. Yeah. So it's really nice to see him like calm down and be like, oh, just just trying to chill out. I'm a, I'm a dad again. I'm just getting old. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So we have that big threatening uh, what's happening with Cicada and Joe. And Cicada pulls out the knife. And then we get another cutaway. Yeah. And this, this scene I had to take a screenshot of because it's straight out of that first Fantastic Four movie. And Dude, I was like, I said that. Yes. I said it. <laughs> It's like almost the exact same effect to like yeah like the way that the hand comes up behind the door it's it looks identical tries get, yep tries to get the the doorknob yeah and I really like that they zap him because I don't know I think they're definitely alluding to Fantastic Four yeah for sure but they were like ah JK yeah we're not actually gonna not, copy the scene it's different not that easy yeah yeah and I dig that mm-hmm. I think it's really cool. And he's stuck getting his hand burnt, which it didn't really look injured at all when he pulled it out. It had some blisters on it. It wasn't like a, a burn, cut your hand off type laser, I guess. <laughs> it's just, oh, it's a really hot laser. Ow. Ow. Uh, My hand is on but, fire. But Caitlin tries a whole bunch of combos, unlocks the door, and they break into her mother's files at her company. Yes. 
Um, they go through them and look for uh, Thomas Snow, which I guess is her dad related mm-hmm. stuff. Mm-hmm. And they pull out a letter addressed to Caitlin from her father. Mm-hmm. I'm guessing she knows by his handwriting. Um, it says dad at the bottom there. Oh, did it? Yeah, I got a screenshot on, of it. On the envelope? On the letter. On the letter. I'm thinking envelope. And the letter definitely says, like, from dad to Caitlin. Mm-hmm. And then she also pulls out this this game that her father and her used to play where she could, like, learn the periodic table and also chemistry by making her own compounds. Mm-hmm. And I guess it's the last one he ever made her. So she hasn't done it yet. I don't know. I think it was more so like there was a, a an amalgamation of all the compounds that she made when she was younger. Oh, uh, okay. Um, but then we cut to uh, Sherlock being fuck up because he reused the same solution from a bunch of different cases of the exact same person, just on different Earths, which I think was cool. That's a neat concept. Oh, that he could just cheat it? That he's just been doing this exact case over and over again. So he's like, oh, I I could just like make money off this for days. It's great. I'm a master at this one thing. Yeah. That Uh is like a good goof. Mm -hmm. But he's clearly also an established detective. Yes. He's just been lazy, you know, taking a big, like one big case, being like, oh, I could just jump from Earth to Earth and get credit for this one thing. Yeah. And then he was really surprised when that wasn't the case here. And they explain it with Nora time traveling and changing things like Barry did many times. Mm -hmm. They talk. Yeah. Nora's like, I'll just go get him. It'll be fine. Being more reckless. Mm -hmm. Barry's like, dude, this isn't, we got the wrong guy, Nora. I promise. Yeah. I have CSI evidence. It was, it was obvious that he was not the guy. And she's like, no, it was him. I I swear to God, I'll go get him. She she was like, it has to be him because otherwise I'm a fuck up, <laughs> which yeah, I can relate. It. I've had similar it, feelings. It was a human mistake. Yes. Uh, and then Joe is getting hella tortured by Cicada while this is going on. Got some reverse flash lightning. Yeah, it is uh, reminiscent. Yeah, That's very true. same shade of red. Yeah. And it it's electric. All right. And I guess this is how he tortures people that he doesn't want to kill. <laughs> I guess. Uh, red means evil, though, obviously. Everybody knows oh, that. Has, yep. And purple means borrowed speedsterness. Yep. And then uh, Sherlock ploys himself by pretending to turn to dust. Yep. So he could just disappear and nobody would be the wiser. Mm hmm. And then Cisco pulls some Sherlockian knowledge and is like, oh, this is tea on the floor. Mm-hmm. He licks it up with a Twizzler. <laughs> yeah. It's very Cisco of him. Mm-hmm. And the whole ploy was to make them think that he got vaporized by an exposed circuit of sorts. Yeah. That is meant to make energy go in a circle. I don't know, dude. That is bullshit don't science. Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> can't get too hung up on those point is they find him and he's like oh yeah I pay a lot of alimony <laughs> yeah that was a decent gag he was like yeah my seven wives with five different women it was good you know I'm just starting to realize now that he probably doesn't have seven ex-wives he might not but I, I believe it I believe it too but there's also a good chance that it's not true. Yeah, for sure. There's a possibility. I don't know. I feel like the writers will totally make it legit. And they'll be like, yeah, no, he has seven wives. I hope there's there's an episode where all seven wives, all five wives, sorry, show up on screen and are like, what the fuck, man? Where's our alimony? One has to be an alien, though. Oh, that'd be sick. Like a dominator yeah. from... Uh, oh, invasion. Jesus Christ. <laughs> That'd be awesome. They're making all these clicking noises like a predator. <laughs> Hell yeah. And that scene fades away and it, it was funny. And then we have this more touching scene with Caitlin and Ralph. Mm-hmm. And Caitlin's pretty much saying that she appreciates what Ralph's done. Mm-hmm. 
And that doesn't really last too, too long. We yeah. got to cut away back to Cicada and Joe. Yes, and Cecile uh, panics and is like, okay, I'm going to hit this call the friends button. But Joe's like, mm. ah. And then Cisco shows up, which is what he's been hoping for. Yeah, that's what Cicada wants. And Joe is like, no, I'm just going to put up with this torture because he's going to kill Vibe. And I know that the the heroes don't have a way to defend themselves yet. Mm-hmm. Because he Ce- literally drains their powers. But Cecile, with her fading powers, catches a read off Joe that he's in pain. Yes. And I also thought that Cicada was going to notice that and go for her. That she was a meta? Yeah. That would have been interesting. I don't think he can tell, though. Like, I don't think he senses them. I think he just like goes for the visible ones. Yeah, researches them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like a like a true serial killer. He does his, his homework. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, but I thought that was interesting. Yeah, it was. It was for sure. He tackles Vibe right through his own portal. Yep, and then for some reason they get shot off into a forest. Yeah, I thought the breach was kind of like like a tunnel. Yeah, me too. <laughs> and, but now it's it's more like it's more like a jello, you know? Yeah. That's a so good analogy op- actually. Yeah, it's more like a jello. You get sucked up by the jello, and then you get opened up on another side of the jello. It's totally random. <laughs> Unless you're a breacher and can control it. Yes. Interesting. Hmm. Uh, and then Nora has this moment um, while Barry and uh, Cisco are getting their asses handed to them in the forest um, mm-hmm. about like her zoning in on the mentorship that Barry's been giving him, which mirrors that moment in the first episode where Barry did the same thing with Wells, mm-hmm. which I really liked. I think that was a cool scene. I didn't even catch on to that one. Yeah, I liked it. It's some neat... Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess not not exactly implied, but kind of implied storytelling. Yeah. Uh, Barry's getting his ass handed to him because he doesn't have speed. Uh, the knife, I think, looks pretty decent. Honestly, it's a cool design. Really, I think it looks really bad. <laughs> it's it's cheesy, but it, it's cheesy in a comic booky way, so I like it. <laughs> yeah, it looks like a scrap of metal from a car. Yeah, crash maybe, and somehow it has powers. And Cicada is still human, I think. I don't know. I have no idea at this point. Uh, I'm confident that he's human and that all his power comes from the dagger. Okay. I think so, too. But it also just happens to look like a lightning bolt, which I'm sure was on purpose. Oh, yeah. Like, we don't know where he got this from. Mm -hmm. I'm interested Um, in what it is. uh, I can't remember where I saw the theory. It might have been Instagram. But they were thinking that calcified... Uh, negative speed force because if we have negative tachyons are negative tachyons a result of negative speed force Ooh, i hope so and then tachyons are a result of regular speed force dude that'd be awesome that'd be really cool i love the i really hope they introduce negative speed force that'd be awesome yeah i mean flashpoint didn't play out the way i wanted it to so yeah we'll see I mean, so far, three episodes in, this season's been better than four or three. So. Yeah, I've been liking it. Um, And Cisco throws like a breach at him. I think this this yelling scene is when Cisco threw the the cell from earlier that Sherlock faked his death with. And then he mm. fucking like bats it back with the dagger. <laughs> I feel like that science mumbo jumbo that we heard about when Wells tried to fake his death had something to do with why Nora picked up that cell. Well, yeah, it was because she knew it, it would explode. <laughs> that's the uh, bottom that's of it. it. Yeah. Uh, okay. That's the nuanced yeah. bullshit science of the Flash. Just explained by me in one second. Good shit. <laughs> she knew it would explode and she gave him a little um, breach opening device. Yeah. 
yeah, so the explosion goes off and we're like, oh no. Uh it's just buried. Yeah, it's just burying cicada left and Vibe's clothes are tattered on the ground. And we're meant to think that Cisco's dead and they let us for like what a minute maximum? Yeah, I'd say more like 30, 35 yeah, seconds. Probably around that. Uh, so we really thought he was dead. They did a couple shots of the crater where the explosion went off with all of his outfit there. Mm-hmm. I really liked that scene, though, with him looking into it. Oh, dude, it was the bomb. It was so good. <laughs> Ouch. And, uh, Cicada then jumps off because when excess uh, oh, yeah. the, the whatever at him, he got hurt. Yeah, and he literally like fucking flies away. Yeah, like really bad superhero jumps. <laughs> it was pretty crazy. I was not expecting that. I was very surprised. We've never seen him do anything like that. Not that we've seen him very often at all, but. Well, we always assumed he like walked away, but clearly he's been flying off. I suppose. Uh, and, and then Cisco comes back. Yeah. Yep. He's dressed like a normal dude and he's like, oh, Vibe's dead, man. <laughs> Vibe's dead. Nobody speaks at this night. I hope that this isn't their way of like writing him powerless in a sense you know so that we don't get to use his powers as often or like not see him suit up i will obviously not be able to see him suit up for a while which is kind of sad i'd like to see him be less of a superhero more of a behind the desk kind of guy why i think that the show is not big enough for a thousand superheroes that's true and it's nice to see him suit up once in a while, but Cisco's greatness has always been his personality mm-hmm. and the things he can do without his powers. And I think his powers are another example of we can do anything. Like they're very, very strong. They are. You know, they don't need to. Like if he vibes somebody, they don't need to hunt for them, right? If they have something that that person touched and more or less just find them. True. Uh, yeah, that's fair. Uh, but I, I don't like that they have to write excuses to get rid of the power sets sometimes. That's a shame. That they... I like good excuses, and I think this is a good one. That's fair. And it's not permanent either. Mm-hmm. So, uh, this As is your. Right now, we don't... Oh, wait, what? <laughs> go on, go on. Oh, right now we just don't have a lot of people behind the desk. Like, I've... if, and I pray to God. I pray to the Speed Force that Iris is not the team leader anymore. So we lose her from behind the desk. Excess and Barry are almost always going to be in the field because he's training her. Mm-hmm. Caitlin's been working on a lot of her personal stuff, but is sometimes behind the desk. From what I've gathered, the only time anybody's like, really, Barry's a man behind the chair is when it's the group of them mm-hmm. and it's just, it happened to be convenient that somebody was there like talking him through whatever mission he was on. Yeah. Like at the end of the episode fight is when there's a bunch of people there. Yeah, exactly. So I think what we're going to see is Cisco and Wells behind the desk with Caitlin there sometimes. And Iris is going to be doing reporting and momming. Barry is training in the field. All, all what I just said. Reasonable. Mm. Uh, this next screenshot is all you, my friend. What's going this on? Next one is where they come back from the fight and they look at that spicy news article that was posted the day after that Vibe is dead. Question oh, yeah. mark. And it's a picture of Vibe standing uh, in front of the American flag. Yep. Uh, that was a cool imagery. It's such a superhero trope to see superheroes in front of American flags. <laughs> like every single Spider-Man movie has done it and it's hilarious. It's gotten like less and less noticeable, but in the first one, it's literally like he runs in front of the flag for a good five seconds. <laughs> I haven't seen it in a while, so I wouldn't know. It's but it's a pretty good trope. You should look into it. <laughs> you know what we need? There's like six Spider-Man movies Spider-Man movie marathon. 
It'll, that'd be a good time. Except would for be. except for the amazing ones, which are not so amazing. <laughs> I was gonna say number two was five out of five or five. Sorry, that's a lot. Five out of five. <laughs> five out of ten. My bad. Um, yeah, don't quote me on that. <laughs> not like the Amazing Spider-Man movies. The oh. first one is really bad, though. Like real bad. It's yeah, it's kind of a mess. It's hard to follow, and it's just kind of boring, even. Yep, and he's alternative and cool and everything. Peter yeah, Parker exactly. So weird. Anyway, off topic. Um, Snow weird. finds that mm-hmm. super secret message hidden in the fake um, chemicals, periodic table elements. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, from her dad being like, "Hey, I'm alive. Come, come help, please." Yeah, I, I need help. And then we fade back into her being watched by who? Well, who? Who do you think? Uh, we're assuming it's her father, but it might be her father's captor. Ooh, I like that one. Because, yeah, you're like, oh, that's probably your dad. But, yeah, it could as easily be whoever is the reason he's gone in the first place. I think they're going to go with it's her dad route, but... It could be a twist. Mm-hmm. I hope I so. It's like a, I think it's like a 60-40. That's fair. Kind of odds here. Either would be great. Yeah. And he could probably be keeping watch on her because she's snooping around in her father's death. And this guy's probably has him captured to do more Killer Frosts, maybe? I think we'd probably hear about that. But who knows? Plot armor and, and such. Then we get What's essentially our closing scene where Iris is talking to Joe. Yes. And they make that link that you made in the previous episode with Cicada being a daddy. And <laughs> he's we, a, so well, that's a different thing. Yeah, that's a different thing. <laughs> Cicada's a daddy. <laughs> Why do you gotta do this? Why is that word ruined? I don't appreciate that. Oh, God. Sorry. I just make jokes. I have one specific <laughs> one specific college teacher who I have an inside joke with um, a classmate of mine that he's his Twitter bio says he's a dad and she, she thinks he's super attractive. So I always say more like daddy. Yikes. Yeah. Yep. <sighs> so sorry. Off topic. But yeah. <laughs> That's okay. Joe thinks Cicada's a father. <laughs> yeah, and then cut to hospital where he turns out he's a father. Who saw that coming? Oh, man. I did. Yeah. Oh, whoa. <laughs> you. <sighs> but yeah, they have a... She's in like a coma, I want to say. Mm-hmm. Right? And she's not doing very well, clearly. Uh, and uh, our boy... What's his name? It started with an O. Oh, I have no idea. I should have screenshotted that caption, but I don't remember. We'll probably hear about fan theories in a little bit. but For sure. But uh, he comes up and he's like, yeah, I'm here to check on my daughter. How's she doing? And it's not very well. recognizes him too. Yeah, they have a relationship of some sort. And he's got this super duper bad looking gash. Yeah, is do you think that's from the dagger, or do you think that's from him getting hit? I think it's probably the dagger. Mm-hmm. I don't know what else could cause that kind of wound. It looks like it looks like a slash. Yeah, it looks like a meta a metahuman dagger, perhaps. <laughs> Did you catch where the um, the thing hit him? Was it in the cut? The the explosion. Or yeah. What? Well, he. Oh, wait, no, he reflects the whatever it is. Yeah. He, like, smacks it away. And it goes boom. Yeah. Right in Cisco's face. Almost dies. Yeah. It was actually really interesting to see him, like, be honest about coming that close to death. I think that was cool. There is one thing I'm getting kind of tired of, and it's how many villains do they have to fight that are, like, super powerful before they realize, like, Oh, this is how we take down somebody. That's fair. 
but that's... Cicada, I don't think, is that strong. Well, he his whole thing is that they don't know how to fight, basically. <laughs> so yeah, he just is, depowers them. I feel like there's steps they could have taken to deal with him quickly. Probably. For example, Barry running at an insanely quick speed, just giving him one quick sucker punch. Supersonic punch, perhaps? Yeah. Mm. I would have tried that. Yeah. You know, get some cold guns, whatever it takes. Oh, yo, that's a great idea. (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah, I don't know. That's where, uh, like, you got to hold back that belief and disbelief stuff. I can't just go with word. what they're they're telling you. Suspension of disbelief. Yeah, that's what I was going for. Thank you. <laughs> uh, uh, I don't know. It feels like they're a little too gullible. Like you said, they're they're trying to um, swipe a lot of things that they've brought into the series under the rug, mm-hmm. so that way they can have a more interesting story. Yes, but unfortunately, it's season five, and they're introducing these obstacles after giving the characters the answers to all their problems. Yeah. Yeah. I'm tr- doing my best to take the show right now at face value, but it, it, it's, it's easier because I really didn't like season three or four. Mm-hmm. I get it. But somebody who followed along like super intensely is probably pissed that they're getting rid of the satellite and they're not making a more complex story. They're just adding slash adding more obstacles, obstacles geez louise and getting rid of all the answers that the team has always used mm-hmm. i think that's good though for the show overall i think it makes the writer's job less complicated i think it makes it more complicated and i think that's good you know i'll give them that they haven't like done anything too breaking yeah broken the show as as unbroken as super speed and basically time stopping can be. Pretty much. That was season three. Mm-hmm. We can do any kind of time travel. Oh, there was, just to go back a little bit, when Nora overreacted earlier in the show. This episode, though. Yes. And Barry was sitting down with her and saying, you know, these, these powers are a great responsibility but you can't blame yourself for not doing enough. Mm -hmm. I thought he was going to tell her that it's not her fault for going back in time. I was going to get so pissed off. Yeah. I was going to lose my shit. Cause it definitely was. Yes. There's an aspect of responsibility and the aspect that you're also a person. Mm -hmm. But since he's changed time so much, I thought, that he was going to tell her that as advice and that this whole time, the advice he'd taken away from all of his shit that he's done is that it's not my fault. (laughs) I didn't do it. It's just okay. Don't worry about it. (laughs) It all worked out in the end. That'd be funny. I was was ready to flip a table. (laughs) (laughs) I kind of wish that happened now. Just see how mad you'd be. I, oh, dude, this would have been a much less agreeable episode. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I'm just waiting for that episode where we, like, don't see eye to eye. That'll agree. be fun. Yeah. Yeah, we've been pretty... It's The show's been taking it pretty safe. Yeah, for sure. So I haven't had any reason to be bitter yet. <laughs> we'll get there, I'm sure. <laughs> yes. Okay, so back on track. He talks to his daughter who's in a coma and doesn't speak back to him because... She's in a coma. Yes. Or poor father. His daughter's in a coma. Anyway. Uh, after another scene. Yeah, after that, we get the post credit scene with um, Sherlock and Nora. And I like this interaction a lot. It's, it's a really good tease. It is what reassured me that Sherlock is going to be a legitimate detective. Mm-hmm. And I liked that. Yeah, he um, mm-hmm. he basically comes up and he's like, "So, uh, I've been I've been noticing that you uh, you're a little you're a little uh over over eager. You're a little think think on impulses, uh, and uh, you've been you've been around. You've been seeing what your dad's been up to, and you only intervened 
at this one specific moment. Hmm. Hmm. How'd you come to that decision? And then he like laughs it off like he's like he's joking. Like, of course, it was all you. You did it. Good job. But like it's implied that he has a suspicion that there's somebody else helping her with time travel uh, advice, I want to say. Oh, that's what you got from that? Yeah, I got that there's like, like, okay, my current theory that I've seen on Reddit and also that I like is um, that Fawn perhaps was like under like maybe a different face because we know he has that ability. Um, Mm -hmm. Could have been like, hey, you need to go back and intervene at this exact moment and that will help, that will save your father, right? Something like that. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, and now I'm curious what you took away from this moment because it's clearly not the same. No, I didn't read that much into it. Really? But we've been seeing some reverse flash stuff a lot recently. Yeah. He's been teased in the the lightning even in the um twenty twenty four or whatever year. Uh the newspaper yep. and the flash museum, it's the closest suit. Yep. And it's also wearing the tachyon device. Yes, so that, I think, is my favorite theory on that situation. From what I remember, you know, he's saying you chose to intervene then, but clearly you've had the ability to, you know, watch them as long as you've wanted to um, jump in at any point. So why was it that point? Mm -hmm. And that's a good question. I was wondering the same because... The flash doesn't vanish at that moment. Yeah, clearly it's fine. But like yes. by helping, she probably saves some extra lives, maybe. Something changed that helps something down the line. Who knows, right? Hopefully we find out. Hopefully. I wonder. Yeah. Like she might not have had any reason to punch the satellite, but maybe she needed to be introduced at that point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's we'll a good have to point. Wait and see. Hmm. Or, you know, Barry could have even been crippled after that. Like, we don't know if he walked around with a limp or yeah. had a hard time hanging on to Speed Force like Reverse Flash did. That's true. I don't know. Like, we had all of season one where Reverse Flash only got um, of waves of Speed Force and he was losing his ability to grasp onto it. Yes. So maybe Barry suffered a crippling injury. Maybe he broke something too hard. Um, slowly was losing his ability to hold on to his power. That's interesting. Maybe that's why she had to go back to that point. Because it's what cripples him in his fight against the reverse flash. Mm. I don't know. Neither do I. Do you have any Reddit questions? Because that is uh, the conclusion of our episode. I do not, but I do have a closing remark or two. Um, There was a thing I saw, oh man, about, I can't remember. So we're just going to go with, um, who's your favorite character in this episode? In this episode? Yes. Huh. It's not Caitlin. My favorite Caitlin is season one, Caitlin. That's fair. Um, could be Ralph. Ralph is usually my favorite these days. Yeah, he's a lot of um, fun. Yeah, he's he's a charmer. Yep. It's not Iris. She didn't do anything wrong. It's not Joe. He wasn't really in it. Iris was very sidelined this episode. She didn't really do a whole lot. Let's keep it that way. <laughs> uh, there was that um, Nora moving in with Barry and Iris to bond type oh yeah that was a big deal scene at the end she was sleeping on the couch and now they're starting to warm up to her yeah which is really nice i'm really glad that they're starting to be like they're starting to consider themselves her family Mm -hmm. i hope that we see why she's like kind of cold with iris yes i was saying to my brother what if she's an alcoholic in the future yeah, that's After possible. Barry disappears. Yeah, she probably does get to uh, <laughs> kind of up. kind of bitter. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Ugh. 
I wonder how excess turdits be so sweet. <laughs> God damn it. Oh. Hey, that was good. That's that is a big, big plot point is that Iris wants to be so close to her. Mm-hmm. And she's never ever hinted at being like close to Iris or remotely liking Iris. She seems uncomfortable with Iris. Yeah. That could even just be because like, like when you grow up with the parent by like adulthood, you see them as a person and less of as a parent parent. And so her not growing up with, with, Barry, but growing up with Iris, it's, oh, Iris is a person, while Barry is this literal god figure in her life. So. I see where you're coming from, but I really think that future Iris is, like, an alcoholic, or kind of like Joe. And the Flashpoint. Oh, yeah. Which is actually this legitimate timeline that we're in right now. Do you mean, do you mean Earth 2, Joe? Who was a singer? And they didn't get along? No, not at all. After Flashpoint, we see this alternate reality. This is season two. Mm-hmm. Three. Two three. or three. 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 Season three. And Barry goes and changes things, has reverse Flash in a cage. Yes. And when he returns everything to normal because he's forgetting his old life, and he comes back, Iris and Joe aren't even talking. Joe doesn't want to get out of bed. That's a long time ago, but I I, I vaguely remember. Um, Unless is Joe is Joe an alcoholic in the Flashpoint, or in the world where they come back to? And I don't not remember on good terms. Yeah, I might. Now I'm even confused. <laughs> we'll uh, we'll have to look into it. Yeah, it's been. A, I I really like this episode. I feel like we had a lot more to talk about versus on episode two. I agree. We're against the girl who makes air hard. <laughs> yes. Yeah. This was a better episode, even though there wasn't like a, a villain of the week. I think it probably helps that there wasn't. Yeah. Especially because it gets so samey after mm-hmm. a while. I okay. love myself a good old villain of the week, though. I gotta admit. Especially when I, I do don't not. <laughs> I hate him. <laughs> Unless they're good like a snart. But snart's gone. Mm-hmm. And so... snart was a reoccurring villain of the week. Mm-hmm. but i liked that yes it was good it was great thank you for listening to the bittersweet podcast this podcast will be up on the youtubes uh, jake do you want to plug your social medias it'll also be in the description as will mind yes um twitter.com slash synchro underscore champ i have to fix that on the overlay i just realized that's wrong yikes <laughs> um and uh, twitch.tv slash this place where you're at right now Synchro champ dopeness uh, you'll find me on twitter at Grayson E. James and on twitch Grayson E. James and pretty much anywhere you can think of Grayson E. James nice that branding yeah it's all unified Hell yeah. thanks for coming out and we'll catch you next time bye